Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Star Trek books. They've been around for decades. Join us, the Trek ladies, Kavora and Jen, as we discuss the novels one at a time. Welcome to the Ladies Trek Library. Okay, and we are back with Ladies Trek Library. I'm Kavora, and this is Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, Kavora. It's great to be back. And our book this month is Uhura Song by Janet Kagan. And I'll just read what's on the back. Years ago, Lieutenant Uhura befriended a diplomat from Iao, the land of graceful, cat-like beings. The two women exchanged forbidden songs and promised never to reveal their secret. Now the Enterprise is orbiting Iao in a desperate race to save the inhabitants before a deadly plague destroys them. Uhura's secret songs may hold the key to a cure, but the clues are veiled in layers of mystery. The plague is killing humans, threatening other planets, and Kirk must crack the code before the Enterprise succumbs. Okay. Well, so first of all, I mean, I pronounced it E-L. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I I was saying it at times like E-L, but then I really didn't know how to pronounce it because it's basically like it's one long string of vowels, E-E-I-A-U-O. I I wish it came with the pronunciation key. (laughs) Okay. So that was the story. So it's it is on EL, and and so like it says in the description, there is a plague going around. So does that remind you of anything? <laughs> you know, it's it's so interesting that they turned out that way because we picked this book long before anything we knew anything about COVID nineteen. Um, or, exactly. or a pandemic and I didn't even know uh, I had not read the back cover of it I don't like to spoil anything before I read so I didn't have any idea that it was even about a virus so when I started reading it I was like oh what a coincidence <laughs> it is I think it worked out well um, I, I mean I read the book when it first came out and then and then like going back to read it now you know, for some reason, the, the virus part I had forgotten about. What I, what I remembered mostly was the, the traveling where they had to make the walk to become adults. But but then I remembered, oh, yeah, that yeah, of course, it, it is about a plague. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as it uh, relates to, you know, the current pandemic, I mean, it's a little different. It's, it's a more deadly virus, and uh, it's a virus or plague where people uh, – become sicker and sicker until they kind of go into a coma and basically, you know, they can spend years in a coma. Um, yeah. This one's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, much worse. Now, and, now one thing, 
Oh, go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, they, and they don't know, they can't figure out how it's transmitted. So, you know, unlike we know COVID-19 is transmitted through, you know, coughing, sneezing, the fluids. The, this is the, part of the mystery of this is they don't understand uh, what's causing it or, or how it spreads. And another thing about, about the spreading of it in the book, I, I mean, when I was reading the book at first, it seemed like it, it was it was just on that one planet, Eyal. And, and then, you know, Christine Chapel got it, and they said she was the first human to get it. But then it seemed to, but then it, it seemed like they started saying that it had spread to other planets. And I was thinking, wasn't that kind of fast? I mean, did it seem like it spread kind of fast to you? Yeah, because initially they made it sound like on the planet Eow that this virus had been, wasn't new, that it had been going on for quite a while there. Um, and they just didn't have a cure for it. And then Christine Chapel and, um, McCoy and the, you know, the Enterprise crew go down there to try to help them. Um, but then it was kind of like all of a sudden it's spread to other planets and it wasn't really clear if, if it was like it, it was spread by, uh, people who, you know, Federation uh, members who had gone to the planet to help, and then they caught it and took it back to their planet. It didn't didn't say that, but it did seem very fast, because if this had been going on on planet EL for a long time, how come it didn't spread before? So that was a little, I agree with you there. Yes. Okay. So, um, and then the characters. There, there were so many characters in this one. Uh, what did you think of all the like the new characters they added? Well, I have to say the characters who were from the planet that they uh, end up visiting, um, not uh, Eow, um, but the planet of um, how am I? How do you, how do you pronounce this? I guess Savoa, um, which is the a planet they end up making a trip to 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 find the cure. There were a lot of characters and, you know, I, I had a very hard time <laughs> at the beginning keeping track of all these different names of the characters. And since they were all from the same cat-like species, there wasn't maybe a whole lot to differentiate them. Um, and then, of course, there was the, the main uh, character, human new character was Dr. Evan Wilson, who is a a doctor uh, sent in by the Federation to work on the Enterprise on this disease because McCoy is uh, too busy down on the planet EO uh, working for a cure with, with Christine Chapel. Um, and as far as Evan Wilson, um, that's one of the main, I'm going to just, I guess I'll start from the beginning that I, I didn't like this book that much. Um, and part of the reason that I, that I didn't like it was this character um, it, she didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, it was very confusing. Um, I just didn't understand the character and she did a lot of bizarre things. Now, without spoiling anything, cause we agreed we're not going to say this. There is a reveal about her at the end that explains, uh, you know, this weird behavior. Um, but during the course of reading the story, not having any idea that there was going to be some reveal about it, um, it just, it, she just, I found it annoying. And I also kind of felt like one of the reasons I was excited to read this book was because it's called Uhura's Song. And we don't get a lot of books where Uhura is a main character. Um, and she was my favorite character from the original series. So I was excited to see a book about her. 
And although she does have a pretty prominent role in the story, I'd say like more of the story is about her song than her. Um, but this new character, Evan Wilson, to me, like played an even greater role in the story than Uhura. And I kind of felt a little cheated. Like I wanted to read a book that was about Uhura and instead it's about this new character who's kind of weird and I don't know, I, I just wasn't a fan of the character. Well, I mean, so I really loved the book, really. I mean, I thought it was good. But um, so I'll tell you, yeah, as far as Evan Wilson, because I, I did read a few reviews. And and so she was called a Mary Sue character, which is sort of like a character that's like a female character that's just too perfect. And, and you know, Kirk and Spock both seem to like her, not romantically, but they but they really were captivated by her. And yeah, she she did seem a little a little too perfect. She, she was so good at everything. I mean, she was on the planet. She made she made friends with with the um, with the natives pretty easily. And um, she was very skilled. And so so yeah, I mean, I I, don't, I still liked her though. Even though I mean, yeah, I can see how how people could say she's too perfect. But she was still a very entertaining character to me and very likable. And yeah. I would say, go ahead. yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel that she was necessarily too perfect. Now that there was the, yes, they, they did show where Kirk and Spock, Spock especially were drawn to her um, and sort of, um, I don't want to say attracted to her, but intrigued by her. Um, and that yes. kind of felt a little Mary Sue-ish. Um, but she did have some, when I was talking earlier, she had some bizarre behaviors. And, and some of her bizarre behaviors just weren't in keeping with a Starfleet officer, kind of like insubordination and, and outbursts. Um, maybe in the way, now the, the author kind of describes that as being sort of the way McCoy behaves. But, but I kind of viewed it even... Mm, maybe more than McCoy in terms of the, the unprofessionalness of her behavior. So in that sense, I don't think she was perfect, um, but she definitely had all these like amazing skills. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of like, like glowing good points. Um, and, and as far as Uhura, she, um, yeah, she wasn't as prominent as, as they made it sound like, I mean, with the title of the book and she's one of the people on the cover of the book. Um, that there was another book called Tears of the Singers that where Uhura was more prominent, and I remember because it, it came out like I think it came out like two months before this one originally, so they had two Uhura books that were close together, and as you know, as time went by, I, I, my mind I kind of got them mixed up. So, <laughs> but it was the other book where Uhura actually had a romance, and they actually did use her more in the book, but in this one, so. So it is about the the songs that she that she uh, shared with her friend on EL, and those songs held the clue to finding the planet where they could possibly find a cure. And so on the planet Seaval, there, I mean, as you said, there were so many characters there. Um, it I do like how the characters had the, you know, descriptive names like Catch Claw, Stiff Tail. That kind of kept it easier to keep them apart, but but yeah, there, there were a lot there, and and maybe too many. Uh, but 
but it, it was fun, and I and I like how and I was thinking about the uh, the Broadway play Cats because they kind of used cat names that that reminded me of the names in this book. So, and and this book was written in '85, so it could have been inspired by Cats in that way, or by the original poem. You know, I didn't think of that, but yes, I also thought of the musical Cats as, as I was yes. reading, because of the names of, as you said, you know, Stiff Tail and Fetch Storm and Catch Claw and these kind of names. So, um, but as, as far as the, those characters, although it was hard to keep track of, of them, um, I do think the author did a, a really good job with the world building. I mean, this was one of these books where they, she really went deep into the whole culture on Savoa and, you know, all the characters and, you know, their language and things like that. Um, not too many books to do that with the aliens. So, so that was a really interesting piece of it. Yes. It, it was great. The way they, the way they went into all of that and, and, and I have to say, so it was a female writer, Janet Kagan, and she, and so she had a lot of prominent female characters here, and that was probably no accident. But a lot of the, um, you know, the cat creatures were females with with children, with kittens, you know, and it and it makes sense. Um, and did you notice they had um, one of the one of the uh, cat characters from the Entropy Effects, Nanag Fashtelli, if that's how you say it. Oh yes, yes, and she was in. The, there was a brief uh, mention of her in it, and it kind of she wasn't like a featuring, you know, featured character. Right. Yes, she was in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was just cute. Yeah, and I, you're right. As far as the the cat creatures, um, you know, they're the majority of them who who uh, moved the story forward were female. Um, there was the one male who was the the bard the storyteller the singer that uhura became close to um uh rushlight um but but the rest of them including the leader uh were female and i thought bright spot was a good character the the one who was basically the the, the liaison and she was supposed to be like maybe a teen or preteen cat creature but she was but the way she actually wanted to uh to help the, the enterprise people and was always willing to to listen to them but also because she was a child and she didn't know you know she she was a little bit hesitant on well well what to say to them or what to tell her her mother about them and sometimes she was like well I'll I have to go ask stiff tail and things like that but it was but I loved her interaction and the way and 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 I think the others like even though no, knowing she was a preteen, they still treated her well. They, I mean, I think they didn't they didn't talk down to her, knowing that that she wasn't an adult, which is what becomes interesting to the story later because we find out that all the adult uh, Savoans didn't really think of the Enterprise crew as adults until they went through their ritual. Yeah, no, I agree. Bright Spot was a good uh, character, as was um, Jinx and um, Catch Claw, who was uh, Catch Claw was probably my favorite, who was the the doctor, um, and she, you know because she was a kind of a rebel, and they you know the society had these very strict uh, customs, and you know she was kind of the one out there doing whatever she wanted and didn't care what other people thought. Um, 
and there was a quote and of course i i put my kindle away i forgot that i had highlighted a, the quote in the book but uh there's at one point where where evan wilson is talking about catch claw and uh she says you know uh she she has started to so they they're um, nomadic people um who move from camp to camp but catch claws kind of defied that by by not moving and that's kind of a scandal the fact that she's decided to stay in one place but at one point she does decide to move um and that causes a scandal in itself and and evan wilson says something like you know when scandalous people start behaving morally you know everybody wants to know what's going on <laughs> so she was Definitely. a good Yeah. Yeah. So how do we think um, about the, the regular Star Trek characters that were handled in this book? Um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, we had Kirk, um, Spock, and Chekhov on the planet in Uhura. Um, and then Scotty and uh, Sulu were um, up on the Enterprise. Um, Sulu really was hardly in it at all. Um, Scotty had a few... Uh, lines where he was um, interacting with uh, Rushlight, the bard on the planet, and they kind of became friends, but he, but he was not in it that much. Um, I mean, Chekhov had a pretty good bit, and Kirk and Spock. Um, and I mean, I thought they all were done pretty well. Um, like I said, I would have liked to see more of Uhura, but um, but what they did have of her and, and the other characters on the Enterprise, I thought was was well done in character. I thought they were handled well, um, and I yeah, except for you know, like you said, Suli wasn't in it much, and and for McCoy, he was more a slave to the situation in this book. He was just working all the time and tired because he was he was just working on a cure, and and treating the people who had the disease. Um, I, I do like how Chekhov was developed, um, and then we find out that he is able to build a hut from scratch. And it's because of a teacher he had back in Russia. I mean, that was pretty cool. Um, and as far as like like Uhura and Spock, you know, you know, at the one of the scenes at the beginning where you can see their friendship. Um, he is asking her, "I'm like, maybe you can, maybe you can go on a hunch and re, you know, research these songs and see if you see anything." And he told her. It was something like, you are unique, and I like your uniqueness, and she was flattered by that. I mean, that is interesting. I wonder if they, if the author picked up on something, you, you know, the way they say they did for the Kelvin Timeline movies, having a romance with Spock and Uhura, which there was no romance in this book, but someone said that they could see the chemistry early on in the original series, and maybe the writer picked up on that and put the the extra little friendship in this story. Yeah, there wasn't some nice moments with Uhura and Spock um, when they're both trying to solve the, you know, they, so basically from these songs that Uhura has learned, they think that um, the Eowens um, are not native to the planet that they live on and that they actually came from another planet and that the cure to this disease could be found on the, their home original home planet. So she's scouring through the songs, trying to find clues about where this planet of origin could be. And he's helping her. Um, and she gets frustrated, you know, because, you know, her friends are sick and she wants to save them. Um, and her friend Sunfall and Christine Chapel and other people 
Um, and she kind of is trying to put on a brave face for Spock and, you know, he basically tells her, you know, you don't, you don't have to hide your emotions from me. I, I know that you're human and, you know, I respect you for who you are. And so, yeah, it was a nice moment there. And Kirk, I'm not sure we, we really learned as much about Kirk. He, he was, I mean, he was kind of there and he was a good leader and everything. So, so, but he's still, I think he was, he was still in character for the most part. And Scotty, like Scotty wasn't used much, but I like that Evan Wilson called him lad or laddie something, but, but that was just funny because I don't think anyone else has ever done that. Yeah. Um, Evan Wilson kind of had fun teasing with, with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And although I, I, I guess she kind of didn't exactly, she kind of teased Kirk in a way because she wouldn't call him Jim and he asked her to. And that's right. Um, and, you know, when he asked her why she wouldn't call him Jim, she kind of said that, you know, she, she was kind of doing it to be contrary. So, um, but I think at the end, at one point, she eventually does say it to him. But yeah, he's, his character does, you don't get a lot of reveals from Captain Kirk. I mean, he's in it a lot, but he's kind of just being Captain Kirk, you know, being a leader. Um, we don't really get like a lot about his inner, what's going on, you know, in his head or anything like that. So. But you are right about how Evan Wilson was kind of defiant sometimes, like, yeah, and, and even with Kirk. I mean, she, she didn't mind standing up to him, which McCoy does, you know, on, on the show. But, but yeah, for, for her to step in and didn't even know him as well, to, yeah, some, some of the ways she talked to him, you would think, like, why would she say that? I mean, if he outranks her, yeah. Yeah, and it was, and it wasn't like, you know, with McCoy, you know, yeah, he has his outbursts and he's gotten into arguments with um, with Spock. But but you kind of, you know, you, you know that that's kind of his personality. He's kind of got this grumpy personality at times. And with her, it wasn't more like that was her character because she's very kind to some people like um, Jinx and Bright Spot and, and other people. She's it, it just seemed like especially with Spock and Kirk, she was really just trying to have a go at them and kind of being well, insubordinate and defiant. And sometimes I just felt like she was just acting really kind of childish and it was sort of shocking. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, it's explained at the end, but I, I didn't, I didn't find it a, a satisfaction, satisfactory explanation. And I felt like the fact that you, you just read this whole book and you're thinking for me, what, what is wrong with this character? Why is she, behaving so strangely and and then when we find out the reason okay but the characters seem to accept the reason a little too easily but yes so um now if we we can go to likes and dislikes which we've talked about some um one thing i i do like what you mentioned about the uh the world building uh what they did on when they went to Suval, i mean and finding out about their culture all of that was was great. I mean, the way you know, learning about what they do. Oh, and and all the the taboos because when you go to a new planet, you don't know what the taboos are, and and they they were trying to be careful, but sometimes you just sort of you still make mistakes, and so and the Savoans were were pretty nice. I mean, they they tried to. I mean, they knew that these were strangers that didn't know their customs, but then sometimes sometimes things happen, and you don't even realize it 
But I do like how, how all of that was written and how all of that worked in this book. Yeah, it was a really unique um, culture. Um, I did feel like at times it dragged maybe a little too much. Like I, I felt like they got to Savoa and then they were just there forever and nothing's happening because, you know, it, well, the explanation for that was they, them wanting to talk about the Eowans who had left the planet Savoa, you know, thousands of years ago. It was kind of a taboo. It was a taboo. Um, and so they couldn't get them to talk about it. So they just decided, well, we're going to have to just stay here for a little while and not talk about it and just get to know them so that we can, like, you know, breach the subject at a later point. And so that's when a lot of the world building took place. And while it was interesting for a while, I just kind of was like, OK, like, <laughs> let's move the plot along. <laughs> but yeah, well, I think it did. It did seem long. Well, well even though even though it was enjoyable, but. But yes, they they were they were basically looking for a cure for for this virus that was going around, and it seems like they spent way too long on that planet, knowing that. And and they kept saying this: well, a lot of people are dying. We need to find this cure. So 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 it, yeah, it does seem like they spent way too long on the planet, just getting to know the people and everything. And yeah, and then I, when they when they agreed to go on that walk that you know that adults have to do, I I mean I can see it story wise that they want to. They have to. The people want them to to do that in order to um, be treated as adults, but that that was going to take. That was still adding to the time. I mean, they. I think they they, in the context of the story, it seems like they should have pushed a little more to to find that cure without having to to jump through time consuming hoops to to try to get what they wanted. Yeah, I agree. I and I kept thinking as like it was we were on on the planet. I kept thinking like, oh, you know. I mean, I know they weren't going to kill Christine Chapel, and but, no, but I kept thinking, yeah. but but I kept thinking, oh, people are dying, and and then they do the journey, and the journey is kind of a bit of a cliche, and I kind of knew exactly what was going to happen on the journey. Okay, they're going to meet with you know just very similar to experience that Spock had. Um, in the animated series, you know, when he goes on, except that he's a child and they're, they're older, but, you know, and you meet dangerous animals and you have to walk for long periods of time. And that kind of was like, all right, this has been done in a lot of stories and fantasy and science fiction literature. Um, and I knew it was going to happen. You know, they're going to get attacked by the dangerous animals. And of course we know they're going to come through at the end. Um, so that was, that part, uh, dragged on for me. But talking about likes, I guess what what I thought maybe was most interesting about the book to me was just the uh, and and the, uh, Evan Wilson mentions this too that how them so they learn from these songs that Uhura knows that the cure to this disease may be found on this planet, but they don't know where the planet is, and so they have to try to find it just based on things that are mentioned in song lyrics and. Uh, Evan Wilson talks about how it's kind of like the guy um, uh, whose name I've already forgotten, the German uh, guy who found the city of Troy, um, which people did not believe existed, um, even though it was, you know, written in the Indian and um, people thought it was just a fantasy like Atlantis. And he only had, you know, uh, words from poems and things, ancient poems to go on to find it and, and he found it. And so she compared their quest to find the planet to him finding the city of Troy. And so it was interesting for me to see how they 
you know, interpreted the song lyrics to be able to figure out exactly where this planet was. That that was a neat little twist. Yeah, they they found it from the lyrics and and the fact that it was for it was a forbidden song too. So they never would have found out if Uhura hadn't and her friend um Sunfall hadn't shared these uh these forbidden songs. So so that yeah, that was a neat part of the story. And and I like how it was it was a coming of age story for, for Jinx and Bright Spot. They they had they went through the ritual to become adults. And especially for Jinx because it was her what, her third time doing this and and she finally survived with, with her whole group intact and that was that was amazing for her. So it was great how these you know, these Starfleet people were were able to come in and help but but still make you know, make everyone feel like, well, well, Jinx and Bright Spot still did it on their own because they, I mean, everybody had to work as a team, but they, they were still responsible for themselves as well. Yeah, that was, that was a good part. Um, and I, I like those characters and I'm just going to correct myself because, uh, I said the Aeneid and it wasn't the Aeneid. It was the Iliad by Homer, which is the city of Troy. And I always get those confused even though I've read them. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, the guy who founded Troy was Heinrich Schliemann. So they were calling, they were, she was, uh, Evan Wilson was calling Kirk uh, Schliemann because he was on this quest to, to find the, the lost planet. And that was good. I love, yeah, references to literature too. I like when they put those in. And, and one other thing, I, you know, that I liked in the book was the, um, the, the flashback to when when the original people actually um, when they left Saval thousands of years ago, and the the um, the one person thinking like, well, we have to leave, and you know, we're leaving in shame. That that was just an interesting scene. It just it was like in like one page in the book, and it was just it was very memorable, very heart wrenching to to read that. Yeah, that was a good scene. And one kind of mystery that they left for the end of the book is that, so Uhura's friend is named Sunfall to Inian. Um And when Uhura meets the bard Rushlight on the planet Saval, he tells her, he, he and she sings this song that she learned from her friend Sunfall. And he tells her that that is a song from, uh, that was sung, or written by a very famous bard named Sunfall to Indian. So it kind of, and Uhura thinks in her mind, oh, well, she must be like a descendant, and she just has the same name. But they kind of left it open where, you know, they almost made it seem like, are these the same people? Like, do they have, are they, are they like, I don't want to say immortal because they, they could die from a disease, but, you know, if, do they have these, like, really long lifespans? Was it, they kind of, kind of hinted that, oh, yeah. that they did. I, I was really thinking it, that it was a descendant, but now that you mention it, it could have been, yeah, like you wonder if it was the same one. Yeah, and then there were some other kind of hints at that where they talked about, now it could be just because they all have uh, like photographic memory, but there were times where they, you know, Rushlight and um, Stifftail eventually talk about how the promise um, and the discussion that they, and they said they meet like they were implying like they personally, when the, the other people left their planet to, to move to the new planet. 
So they almost kind of made it sound like they were there. Um, but I didn't know if, you know, it was the author was like kind of teasing us or are these like just they're really that old or, you know, it's just because these stories have been passed down to them. And because their memory is so good that, you know, it they remember all the details, even though they weren't there. And so any closing thoughts then? Anything else you want to say about it? Um, well, you know, I talked a, bit, a little bit about some things I didn't like as far as the the character of Evan Wilson taking up a lot of time and the slower pace. The other thing that, that I'd say that bothered me is I felt like it didn't flow very well in many places. Um, I was reading it and it would kind of just jump from one paragraph to the next and you didn't realize it, like not, you know, you expect that to happen when you have a new chapter or something, but it would just be like another paragraph and wait, Oh wait, we're in a different, time has moved forward and it's not the same scene anymore. It, it happened so much at the beginning of the book that it was like, I was getting really frustrated. So that's just another thing I wanted to mention. I mean, I don't, uh, I wouldn't say that it's a terrible book. I mean, I don't think the writing was bad. Um, I just, to me, like if, if there's like hundreds of Star Trek books out there, um, this wouldn't be like the top one that I'd recommend. And if you're looking for a Uhura one, this probably is not, you know, one where she's she's not the major character, although she does have more prominent role than than a lot of other books. Well, I, I do kind of think that like um, when they because they were on Saval most of the time, but then when they would flash back to to McCoy, it, it kind of got tedious when it would or not flash back, but just like going over to the scenes with him and and it was shorter scenes with him just saying that he was still trying to find a cure i kind of thought that was that that kind of interfered with the pacing for me because they they you know his part i guess just wasn't as interesting in the book as the continuing story with the with where the enterprise was with the savoans and all but but that's just how i felt but um overall i mean i enjoyed the book and it, and it was sort of like you could say for the Enterprise crew, it was more of an ensemble cast. Like they didn't really use anyone more than the others. It, w- it was more of a book for the, the the guest starring people, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it was more it was more of a book for the, the for the new characters. Um, and I do understand that this writer didn't. What I read about her, she wasn't really a Trek fan. She was just asked to write this book. And and she actually handled the the Trek characters very well for someone who, like like wasn't as familiar with it, and she just kind of binged watched it to um to familiarize herself with this. Does oh, that kind of make you go, oh, really? Yeah, that, well, that is interesting. I I do think she did a good job with the characters because I have read Star Trek books where I feel like certain, especially the older ones, um, you know, like eighties and seventies, where the characters just seem very out of character. Um, and, and I did not feel this way at all. I think, you know, everything was well done as far as that goes. So it's interesting to, to learn that she, she really wasn't a fan. And that makes me wonder, was the character of Evan Wilson, a character that she had been thinking about for something else? Um, and then when she's asked to write the Star Trek book, Oh, you know, I have this character. Let me put Uh her in the story because I've already got her fleshed out. That, that could be. Interesting to know. Yeah, um, 
But but you know it it just made me think maybe if um I mean she so she does handle the the original characters very well but maybe she the reason she didn't use them as much is because she she's not as comfortable with them she was more comfortable with with the characters that she created. But yeah, that's a good anyway. point. And could be that actually now that I think about it that the whole the whole storyline I mean aside from the fact that you know, they have to find this planet through a song that Uhura knows, and we know that Uhura sings from the original series. Really, the whole storyline with Evan Wilson and all the characters on the planet Savo, that could have been something she had in mind for her own fantasy story and just was like, oh, well, you know what, I'll just transplant the crew of the Enterprise into this story. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. But anyway, so so that's our thoughts, and so I... You know, so I enjoyed the book, and so you didn't like it as much as me, but that's okay. So that's our opinions. The next book we will read is Corona, which probably, it, I mean, it sounds like it fits the times, but that's really just a name, the cor- Corona. It's, it doesn't refer to a virus in that book. But stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join our Facebook group. Live long and may the force be with you. Nanu Nanu.